Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, this week's episode is a really special chat with one of my dear friends, Mitch Asser. He's kind of like a brother from another mother. He escaped the corporate world about the same time that I did, and he now lives full-time in his fully converted Mercedes Sprinter camper van whilst running a multi-six-figure digital marketing company. We actually first met when Mitch ran one of his first international summits. He hosted the Optimal Energy Summit and interviewed me for that about four years ago and is just such an incredible guy. We have the best chats and talk about all sorts of things from law of attraction to medicinal hot chocolate recipes to his experience with ayahuasca and some strategic decisions and how to balance strategy with actually being in alignment in your business. So I absolutely loved having this chat with Mitch. I know you're going to love it as well. We went a little bit over because we just had so much to say, uh, but enjoy this week's episode with Mitch Asser from Massa Media and have the most wonderful day. And please share this episode with anyone that you think needs to hear the message that it contains. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, Tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, Mitch, I'm so looking forward to having this conversation with you. We always have the best chats. How are you today? How are you feeling? Uh, Juliet, I'm not sure I've ever been better than I am right now, to be honest. I'll be on the Sunshine Coast. It's a beautiful day, um, just living out my dream. And yeah, like you said, I, we always have amazing conversations, whether the whether we're recording or not. So I'm excited for this. Well, and it was kind of funny because when we talked a few weeks ago about making this podcast, it was an interesting observation that you made that you realized that literally just a day or two before you had made a conscious decision. I want to start putting myself out there. And literally it was like, we aligned to be able to have this conversation. How much do you think that, that actually, you know, making those decisions influences the opportunities that we attract to ourselves? Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I've already got goosebumps happening down my arm. And to me, that says we're going to like a really truthful place that people will really resonate with. And, um, I think it's everything like since that time that we spoke, I've been invited to speak on a couple of other summits and podcasts as well without doing any marketing, without sort of asking for friends or anything like that. It's, it's purely been an energetic decision in my mind and in, 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 and in my body. And I've just been sort of, I guess, unconsciously feeling my way into, you know, what, what, what it feels like to be interviewed by people and um, putting that out there into the world and just from that energetic decision, then everything's starting to come to me with ease and flow. And that's a really special place to be in. And that's something that I've really been focusing on um, virtually for the last four months as I've been launching into my new business and um, trying to get to a place where things flow easily um, because I don't think it always needs to be an effort. 
Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Julia? Yeah, well, I had a little smile as you were talking because it was about, I think, maybe four years ago now that you actually interviewed me for your first summit, the Optimal Energy Summit. And I remember feeling this real feeling of growth of, first of all, being asked to be interviewed by you and then just the passion and the connection and the conversation that we had just again being so truthful and it got really good feedback and so it's kind of poetic that right now I'm interviewing you because you've not only interviewed me over the years we've had lots of conversations when we used to do regular lab chats as well but also like you have literally interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people across a lot of different fields of study and it must be nice now transitioning into you being interviewed. What is that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's interesting. Everything sort of comes full circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I actually had a conversation with someone the other day is some of the people that uh, I've interviewed over the years have now become either good friends, they've become mentors, um, and then there's also been a couple of instances where one became an investor for a, a, a a small project and then um, others have become clients. So um, it's amazing what can come full circle as you continue down this path. And uh, I guess at the time when I was starting to interview people, I felt like that was my biggest calling. And at the time I was still sort of on a, on a journey of understanding who I was and what I, uh, what I had to offer into the world and, you know, what really lit me up. And, um, I feel like, you know, the, the amount of hours and the time and the dedication and the energy that I put into that now that I'm in a really good place where um, hopefully there's some other people who can benefit as well from what I know now. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty special. Um, sometimes um, I look back and think of like, how did I actually get here? But on, an, on the other hand, it's like every, every single step has been a completely natural progression. Um, and it all just feels like it's unfolding perfectly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really beautiful how life sort of delivers to you when you just put one foot in front of the other. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they want to know the entire journey right through to the end goal of how I'm actually going to get there, where life never gives you that. It only gives you the next step. When you start taking that next step, then um, things start to unfold in front of you that you never thought was possible, you know, from the start. Exactly. And I, I wonder what van life, Mitch, today that is, you know, the owner of Massa Media that has interviewed hundreds of experts around the world that has helped distribute, you know, and, and set up leads, help companies find over 250,000 leads. Like you've, you've just built this empire now. I wonder what this Mitch living in Queensland in your beautiful renovated van, living this one step in front of the other, really trusting the universe would have said to Mitch five or six years ago who was escaping the corporate world and, and stuck in that nine to five paradigm. What, what would you say to your past self? <laughs> yeah, wow, that's a that's it's pretty interesting. I oh, I'm trying to think of like what would be the, the best thing because if I relate back to that time, you know, I was I was still finding my feet. I was very, very lost. And I guess in a, in a weird way, I would say, um, don't worry about it because you'll always feel lost. Even, even now where I am, I still have no idea what I'm going to be doing next month. It could completely change. And I think, you know, my life is going to continue to evolve heavily in the next two to three years. Um, and I'll, you know, 
in line with the theme of your podcast, Juliet, and your business is I, I see myself relaunching my life quite a lot in the next few years because I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to figure out what resonates most with me at that time. And it can be changing all the time. Um, the more you learn, the more you understand about yourself and the more you understand what you don't like about the, the life that you're living. So you want to change that so it's more aligned uh, and it just, yeah, it continues to evolve. So, yeah, I think the, the best the best advice I would have for back then is like you always feel lost, so you might as well just follow what makes you happy. And um, for me, definitely making me happy is, you know, being like a lifestyle entrepreneur, have some control over my my destiny, my income, my time, the times that I work and all of those types of things. So um, it would just be to get started. Mm, I love that because, yeah, we're always relaunching our lives. And it was just the other day I was talking about, I think I need to reread my book again because <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I, I I agree with you. You know, when, when you're growing and evolving and your business is constantly changing, it's impossible to feel like you know what you're doing all of the time. And I feel like that's almost an illusion that people chase that I'll get to this point and then I'll be set or then I'll know what I'm doing. But I love that advice to your past self. Don't worry. You're always going to feel lost. <laughs> just, just one foot in front of the other. And, and the good thing about, I guess, living the life of one foot in front of the other is if that step and when you take it doesn't feel right, then you're only one step back to then go in the other direction. You haven't gone 10 years in the wrong direction, you know, if you're set on that end goal. Whereas I think living that one step in front of the other, it, it allows you to course correct, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And and just, I mean, maybe I should add to that is like just to ground that um, comment just a little bit. It doesn't mean that I'm floating along every single day with just sort of just, you know, trying to come up with what I'm going to do throughout the day. There's a lot of strategic decisions made throughout, um, you know, every step of the process. But um, it, I, I guess it's that aspect of um, letting go to what to how things are going to play out, and just just trusting that it's going to play out in the way that you want it to. And it may not always look the way that you think it will, but um, it's really just trusting the process. Okay, good. So let's touch on that because that's actually a very relevant question that I think a lot of people who are running their own business and trying to be very in tune and balance, I guess, the masculine feminine elements. How do you manage making strategic decisions, but also having your, your finger on the pulse of what's right right now? Like, how do you balance that for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's heavily trial and error. Um, plus, I mean, there's also an element that comes with uh, experience as well. The decisions that I make these days are much more likely to be a, a good decision than, you know, three, four years ago when I first started my first business. So um, I, I guess, you know, like, like if I can give you an example, like a perfect example of the last four months of my life. So um, I sold my first company back in June. Um, wasn't for huge amounts of money, but it was really cool to see that, you know, we had enough value within the company that someone was willing to purchase it. And then that's when I dove headfirst into um, building the marketing agency. So I'd already been sort of doing that on the side for a little while, but this is where I was putting all my time and energy and focus and, and things like that. So at the time I was thinking about, um, do I want to build this into a big agency with a lot of people? That means I have to manage them. I have to build team. I have to um, understand, you know, the how much I can scale based on the profit and loss and, and the cash flow and all of those types of things. So um, I didn't really know all of those things ahead of me. 
But I sort of made a bit of a plan both in my mind and, and writing it out of, you know, let's, let's at least give this a go for the next two to three months. Um, see if it, first of all, if it makes sense for me as a person, as a business owner, as um, who I am, is it going to um, really fulfill me? Like, you know, building a, a big team, is that going to be what I want? And, um, and then I'll make the right decision. I'll trust that I'll make the right decisions along the way with who to hire, who to fire, who to, um, you know, ask for help and all of those types of things. So um, that's basically what I've been doing for the last three to four months now. And um, there's been a lot of ups and downs in that. I've learned a lot about myself. I definitely improved my management skills and, um, and build up. I've actually, you know, got four people in my team um, we've actually built up a really cool culture that people really want to work in. However, the challenge that comes with all of that is because I still value my lifestyle is um, the management side of all of those things. So there's, there's really two ways that you can, that you pay and you really pay in your time or you can pay in money. And what I was trying to do was um, build a team from uh, who are much more inexperienced because there's not a lot of people that don't that know virtual summits that well, which means instead of paying them um, in money, I actually, well, I did pay them in money, but um, instead of paying them high wages, I actually paid a lot more in my time. And that wasn't really working for me at all. Mm. Um, you know, if, if I'm working 50, 60 hours a week um, and it's not... Uh, scaling super quickly like that's not the place that I want to be so I had to reevaluate that decision right because it just wasn't working for me and I've come to a place now where okay maybe it's better that I take that team and we work on the, the my personal brand um, type of projects because I think they can handle that they're less stressful there's not no really heavy do- deadlines and let's take all of the agency stuff and let's pay a little bit more money to hire people or to outsource these projects to people who have experience doing the exact or getting the exact outcome that I want them to. So that's really the transition that I've made in the last two weeks is I've got this small internal team now for my personal brand, MitchAsser.com, but now I've got um, some marketing partners where I can basically sell um, the customer on the outcome that we're going to get for them and then give the entire project to to someone else to manage. Mm-hmm. So it's always sort of adjusting and evolving based on what you've learned really. And I think, you know, what you have learned over the last four or five years in all of the trial and error and all of the, you know, what what you think seems like a good idea, but then in execution, the reality of I'm working 50, 60 hour weeks here, hang on, this is not the laptop lifestyle I had imagined (laughs) sitting on my laptop for a lot longer than you imagine as well. So it sounds like, you know, learning some powerful lessons in in leveraging your time, which all, you know, all entrepreneurs and all people starting their own business, I think, you know, there is a bit of a baptism of fire where you've got to learn a lot of things. You learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about what works and what doesn't. And also, sometimes different things working at different stages and in different projects, et cetera, as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. One thing that was interesting um, I noticed when you said uh, about hiring staff, and this is something that I've, I've noticed as well, is, you know, there's, there's always uncertainty and always sort of complexities and unknowns when it comes to that. And one of the reframes that I sort of realized was instead of saying, oh, I have to hire these people, I started saying to myself, I get 
to hire these people. And that like small shift for me has like helped change the feeling that I had around that as well. Um, And, you know, obviously I'm pretty obsessive with language and linguistics and that sort of thing. But I'm curious for you, like, do you sometimes pinch yourself and go, wow, there's like four people that that I get to work with that are helping me build my dream? And and I I feel very fortunate for all the people that I work with. How do you feel about having those people helping you support your dream? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I, I remember the first time that I decided that I wanted to do one-on-one, um, just quick check-ins each week, um, just over Zoom, where we, we, yeah, we just jump on a call. And more than anything, I was there as a, a, a mentor, not just in business, but in life as well. And um, I remember chatting with one of my team members, Ali, he's over in Pakistan. And um, the, just the, the way he lights up when he talks about the work that he was doing and the things that he learned and, um, you know, the, the appreciation he has for that work. Like there's, there's nothing better to, to, um, to feel like when you, when you actually have like this wealth of knowledge that you didn't know you had because you've just been building it for the last four years and there's people out there who are benefiting from it highly for so many different reasons. So, you know, he, he loves what he does. He, um, you know, works from home most days. You get to spend time with his family on, on the weekends. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. And, like, I, I think... The, I think for you to be in that place, though, um, you also need to be in that place if you're working for someone else because you can't say you can't sit be on both sides of the fence, right? So if you're if you're working in a job right now and you're hating it, and but you want to and you've got this side hustle going on, you're like, oh well, maybe I should help, uh, maybe I should hire someone to to work for my business um, while I'm building this up. If you're hating your job, then that's the projection that you're going to put onto that person who's going to work for you as well. So they're not going to enjoy it as much. So I think it's like, yeah. you know, once you're in that place where you're really happy with everything around you, um, that's that's where the biggest differences come from. And I sort of went on a tangent there, but I just felt like that was an important thing to mention. It's a really important tangent because I know that you talk a lot about being in alignment and things being simple. And one of the simplest things is to be the vibrational match of that, which you're trying to attract. You know, we could start going yeah. into the law of attraction stuff now, I think, <laughs> in the conversation. But you're right, you know, like if, if you're not happy in certain areas of your work that you're doing, then that's going to be projected onto people that work work with you as well. So, um, yeah, definitely a very a very important point. So, what does a typical day look like for you then? Well, I mean, they're all different. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I I something that I'm trying to prioritize now is always starting my day with me first. Um, so. What that means for me is making sure, like, yeah, talking about the law of attraction, I'm one of the biggest law of attraction nerds out there, um, I think, in the entire world. And one of the most important aspects that I've learned through that is, you know, getting myself on uh, in that place of appreciation early, which is like my armor against the world for the rest of the day. Because if if I wake up and I'm appreciating all of the things around me, um, first of all, I get on to, like, I start to build some momentum with that. So... Um, when I'm waking up, I'm, you know, doing some sort of morning routine, which is either some breathing or some stretching, um, and always a meditation for anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes. Um, and then I'm either going for a surf 
um, or going to be learning something. So like putting on a YouTube video or reading a book or um, just something to, to move into the day slowly. And, um, you know, the last thing that I want to be doing is checking emails and social media and all of those types of things because who knows what can happen as soon as you start doing that. Um, so they're, they're all the things that really make me happy. And then the, 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 my favorite thing to do every single morning, and this hasn't changed for like two years now, is have my healthy medicinal hot chocolate. Yes. Some, Can you give us the recipe? I was going to ask oh, you about that. <laughs> it is. It will literally change your life. Here, I'm sitting here drinking <laughs> a green tea right now thinking, oh, I wish this was medicinal hot chocolate right now. <laughs> oh, is it recipe? is so good. <laughs> So it's so easy and you can sort of mix and match it, but it's just essentially um, raw cacao. So, um, I, I mean, it depends how much you want to make as to how much you put in. I'm, I usually make like a liter. So I just have it on my stovetop, um, my saucepan, and um, put in a liter of water and or um, coconut milk. And then it'll be like one tablespoon of cacao, um, uh, sprinkle a bit of cinnamon, sprinkle a bit of ginger powder. Um, if it's cold and you need to warm up, you can sprinkle a little bit of cayenne pepper and mm -hmm. then um, adding in some medicinal mushrooms. So, you know, I have pretty much any medicinal mushroom and tonic herb that you can imagine. So I'm always just putting in sort of what I feel based on, you know, do I need to look after my adrenals a little bit? Do I need a bit of brain activation? Um, and just adding a little bit of that. I will say with medicinal mushrooms though, um, for most people, you just need to start with little little doses. So like there's there's one, for example, Rishi. Um, it says on the label, like start with a half to a quarter of a teaspoon. When I first had that, I actually added in like an entire teaspoon and um, because I thought I was pretty healthy, I'd be able to handle it. Well, I was very surprised the amount of, um, excuse, excuse the visuals, but like the snot coming out of my nose and the gunk that was coming out of my body um so i had a hard time adapting to, to that one but was that yeah, like i mean detox symptoms or was that just yeah, a, yeah okay well that's it's kind of heavy cool. detox yeah that's kind of cool though i mean better all out in one go maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, awesome um, so rishi is a good one for people who are kind of starting off uh i mean rishi is a good more chilled out one like i think for most people these days that um burn out adrenals are probably one of the biggest thing that people need to look after so mm -hmm. things like um cordyceps or um there's a few others like um yeah i mean look online there's always like combinations that you can have anything that sort of um massages the adrenals would probably be helpful for most people and do you think that's just a, I mean, I've got my theories about it, but do you feel like it's just a symptom of daily modern life? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, it's just modern life. It's the coffee we're drinking. It's the lack of sleep that we're having. It's the um, stress that we have on our lives from our relationships, from our businesses, from our um, careers. Um, it's, yeah, it's virtually everything in the modern life that is affecting our adrenals. So we just want to, you know, anything we can do to help massage that is always going to be helpful. Mm. And, you know, I think for, I know the experiences that Paul and I had when we were in the van, one of the beautiful things was actually being much more in tune with nature and when the sun sets actually starting to yawn and feel tired and getting up with the sunrise, are you finding that that's really helping your like, circadian rhythm and your stress levels being in your van? 
Oh, hundred percent. Like it, that was one of the biggest things that I noticed. I, I am every single day now I'm waking up anywhere between 5am to sort of 6.15am just naturally. Whereas I used to have to set an alarm to wake up that early. Mm. And the first thing that you do when you wake up is you're forced to step outside into the elements, right? So you're immediately getting grounded and um, feeling more connected to, to the earth. So um, yeah, I, that's been one of the biggest benefits for me is being forced to be in those natural rhythms because, you know, my, my natural type is to just work and work and work and work, um, which I can do, but I feel so much better just being much more grounded because I'm forced to be. So yeah, it's been really um, a blessing that I didn't see coming when I bought the van. Mm, that's so beautiful. And you're going on, speaking of being a law of attraction nerd, <laughs> you're going on the <laughs> Esther Hicks cruise in March, is it? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Excellent. And that's in the Caribbean? Yeah. Yep. And what's your what what's your decision process around doing that and, and what are you hoping to get out of that experience? Uh it's a good question. I mean, the the decision process for anything in my life is based on a feeling. Like if I want something, then I find a way to make it happen. Um the and I find like the 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 things that have changed my life the most are the ones that I are the decisions that I make that I don't really have an answer for, but I just know I need to go. Um, so that's happened a number of times now. Like um, I think like learning from Paul, your partner, Juliet, um, in NLP, like I always knew I wanted to learn NLP. I didn't know why, but it's just something that I had to do. And at the time it was a stretch for me to actually invest in that course, but um, it was great. It was amazing. It, it really shaped who I am today as a business owner and, um, you know, throughout the journey, it also helped um, a few people in their lives as well. Mm. The other thing is like um, I, when I went to Peru, I didn't know why I had to go, but I felt like I had to. And I, it was one of the most life-changing trips of my life. Um, and it's the same for this one. Like it's, it's the next part of the journey. I haven't made a big decision like this for a little while, but it's something that I need to, to go there. And, and I'm sure, you know, something will come from it that is sort of beyond what I can um, comprehend right now. Um, but, yeah, I trust in the process completely. And um, to answer the second part of the question, like what am I hoping to, to get from being there, is I want to – it's really twofold. I want to, um, I want to see if there's anything that I, I'm not missing – like. I want to see if there's anything that I'm sort of not getting within the the teachings of the law of attraction just from audio and from being there. I think having been in the room with um, the teacher or, and others participating in that is a much higher experience or much more deep and impactful experience than just learning something from audio um, or video. Um, and then secondly is to to meet people who are doing the same thing. Like, you know, if if there's so many people in a room who are all vibrating at the same level, like I think that's just going to be a magical environment to be a part of and I want that story to tell um, and to myself, like the, that memory, but I also want that story to tell, you know, down the track as well. Mm, yeah, I have had wanted to see Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks for years. It was on my vision board and so it was really cool that I was able to see her just for one of the one-day workshops in L.A., last year um that was incredible and yeah having seen tony robbins this year i just feel like ah oh, the fact that we can still see these masters doing their work 
while they're still doing it and alive is um, I think it's so important to take those opportunities. So you're going to have an incredible time. So backtracking a little bit to Peru, you did ayahuasca, did you, in Peru? Yeah, correct. Uh, I haven't spoken um, too much about that. So now it's out in general knowledge. Yeah. Um, I mean, I share it with a lot of people personally in my life, but at the time, like that was when we had the health company um, where we focused a lot on fasting and like plant medicine at the time was still like a little, so this was like two and a bit years ago now. It was still... I didn't feel like the our audience was ready to to hear about that yet. Um, you know, maybe they were, but yeah. So, willing to answer any questions you have. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I very first started this podcast, this is maybe two over two and a half years ago now. One of the first people I interviewed was Jeffrey Slater, and it was because I had been hearing so much about ayahuasca, and I. I wanted to dispel some of the myths and the judgment and I was just curious. And I think, you know, the highest form of ignorance you can have is judging something that we have had no direct experience of. And having personally not had direct experience of it, I, I'm just naturally curious. So I, I'd love to know for you as a, as a human being in the jungle in Peru, is that part of the magic or could you just do it anywhere and it wouldn't matter? Yeah, I mean, I, I still have this, this, uh, still ask this question to myself. I'm, I'm so happy that I did go to, to the jungle for the first time. Mm. Um, I mean, that's the only time that I've done it. So we did five ceremonies while we were there. Um, because, yeah, I mean, there's, as with everything, I think, is like where the origin of that is, there's so much energy attached to that in the natural environment. Yeah. Um, and you know so much wisdom passed down generation to generation from to the to the shamans that is hard i think would be hard to replicate anywhere else in the world um so yeah i do know of a lot of ceremonies in australia and all around the world and um you, I, I think like i haven't had experience in them so i can't really say whether they're better or worse or what but I, from my point of view right now i think it would be really hard to encapsulate that same feeling like if I can give an example as to to what I mean, like a, a tangible example, as you as you drink the medicine, you're sort of there waiting for it to um, move through the body and to start to have its effects on you. It takes probably anywhere between twenty to thirty minutes, and as you start to feel the effects, like the you almost get like tunnel vision, and you get to a point where you don't know if your eyes are open or closed, and like you start seeing things, but also for me at least in, in my experience was we we're sitting in the in the little hut it's called the maloka and it's, it's like right in the middle of the amazon jungle like you know nowhere no lights to be seen for hours and hours um and we're sitting there in the pitch black dark and i just felt like as the medicine started to um, take its effect in my body that the entire spirit of the jungle was Stand, was sitting up on a grandstand behind me and, and all around the maloka and completely focused in with me. Um, mm. So like feeling the, the energy of the birds and the plants and the insects and, and all of those, like, like they were your, your best friends cheering you on, you know, like it's, mm. it's really hard to explain. But, yeah, that was the moment that I felt connected to everything around me in an actual, in an actual feeling. Like we talk about it, you see a lot of quotes and stuff online where, you need to be more connected to the earth and, you know, all of those types of things that the earth, you are the earth and blah, blah, blah. 
you, you sort of understand that on a, um, on a psychological level when you're reading them, if you are, you know, aware and connected. But once you feel it, that's an entire different experience. And, you know, that's why I'm grateful for these plant medicines to actually allow us to get a deeper understanding of what that actually means and what that actually feels like. Mm, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously one of those things that um, until you've had your own experience, you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to be able to really put in words for someone, I don't think. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting that it's becoming a lot more, um, mainstream widespread like I think I even saw something about Pete Evans sharing about his experience with it and so there's there's definitely a lot more um aware and I think with that obviously comes risks because then there's going to be more people making business and and making it more of an industry which I think changes the energy of it somewhat as well but yeah it's it's um it's interesting and I think how did you find integrating your experience then coming back to the Western world and, and integrating what you had connected to? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most challenging part of the entire process is like how do we take what we learned and felt back into re- to real life? And um, I, I guess, you know, like I probably could have done it better. Like we did slowly move back into it. We took a few days to... Um, to slow down when we got back and didn't dive straight back into business. Um, but I, you know, I definitely didn't do it perfectly and I, there's a lot of things I'll do differently, but the, the positives that I did take out of it was, um, I, first of all, I built better relationships with my family. Like I, I started to see things from a different perspective, um, based on, you know, how my family dynamics work and, the relationships with different people in the family. So, yeah, I feel like even though I still live a distance away from them and, um, from, and you know, I don't get to see them, you know, super often, I think, you know, with my family, we're in a much better place than before that. Um, I also had a bit of a um, complex back then of um, working, like I just, I've mentioned this a couple of times now, so it, like working for me is I find so much joy and love because I'm always in flow and creating something new and and it's my calling. Um, And sometimes I would feel bad or feel, um, I don't know the word, but yeah, I'd feel bad for the amount of hours that I'd work some weeks. I'd feel guilty is is the word. Um, And I sort of coming back from the jungle, I didn't need to feel guilty anymore because I must've been looking some for you know trying to please people externally rather than trying to please myself because of what society thinks you should do each week and um you know that you should take time off and do the things that make you happy like if the thing that makes you happy is building a business and creating something then do that as until it doesn't make you happy anymore and that's really something else that i got from it but also um Mitch, you're so cute. You're so cute. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have the opposite. They feel guilty because they feel like they haven't worked enough. But you had a you had guilty because you were working too much. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that says a lot about you as a human. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, the 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 biggest way to offend me would be to tell me that I'm an average or a normal person, just like everyone else. Nah, um, I know that I'm very different know. and. <laughs> <laughs> why would that be uh, so devastating is that why would that be so hard for you to be told 
Um, I mean, I say it with a bit of tongue in cheek, but like, there's not really anything that anyone could say to me at this point that would make me feel bad. But um, like, I, I just but why I, is the idea of being normal. So the the perception it's it's completely my perception, right? The perception of a normal person for me is someone is my old life. So someone who has a job that is said to be paying pretty good, um, has a house, has a mortgage, has you know the the cars and the holidays. Um, but feels shit on the inside um, and just doesn't feel fulfilled at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the opposite of that person. My face sometimes may say that I don't look so happy, but internally I'm always you got resting bitch face. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, I think that's probably why we get along so well because we both have this um, this understanding of like I just feel like we both feel so grateful. I feel like I've had a second chance at life because, yeah, I was living that quote-unquote normal life six or seven years ago, ticking all the society boxes, and then I I escaped that life and created this new life, and I think that's what, what, what you're doing too. And we always see each other doing stuff out there in the world, and it's like, yep, nice work you're, you're making the most of your freedom so it's it's always cool to see what you're up to in the, in the next challenge so yeah. when you said that you think you are the biggest law of attraction nerd ever like what what I don't know when you started talking about that I got really excited and I thought well there's so many opportunities that could stem from that as well is that kind of where you're going to be taking things uh in terms of like teaching do you mean like in or do, I don't know maybe if that's what you yeah. said <laughs> um <laughs> I I don't I don't ever see myself positioning myself as like a law of attraction expert or anything like that um however I do foresee that in everything that I do and I've already tried to start to do this with my content that I'm just putting out on like even Instagram now is um, sharing some of those, those lessons um, filtered through the lens of my my story and my life. Yes. So um, I think, you know, um, that's definitely going to be a big part of what happens in future. But uh, I, I just don't feel, I don't feel like it's my calling to position myself as one of those types of people right now. I mean, who knows what might happen in 20, 30, 40 years. Um, but... Yeah, it's definitely like a really core part of, I feel like it's a really core part of the the success, quote unquote, success that I've had. Um, and what's what I find super interesting is that if you're, if you're listening to this right now, there's probably a lot of other people that you follow online as well who are in the same sort of realm and vibration as our conversation right now. So... I think if you look deep enough, you'll find that most of those people get what the law of attraction is about, even if they're not sharing it, you know, super publicly online. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's one of those learnings that, um, oh, you know what? I was literally thinking about this an hour ago. Yeah. I, I feel like this, these learnings are what people understand and the ones making, the building the biggest businesses and making the most amount of money. But unfortunately, the challenge is it's so hard to sell people on having a positive life. It's so much easier to sell a product telling them how shit their life is and that you have the solution to to actually get it. And, um, you know, I, I, I foresee myself trying to move past that 
Um, I think, you know, we're going to get to a time where people are sick of hearing that all, all of the time. Mm. Um, so, like, I'd rather try and suffocate the world with positivity and um, share the things that really work um, and, you know, hopefully something will come from that. And I think that you share the message of message of positivity in such a balanced way. Like you have, you've done the work. It's not, you know, like the just think positive movement and then you pr- project all of the negative stuff to your shadow or anything like that. Like you, you have a very balanced perspective on life and on things, despite all of the kind of, you know, uncertainty that I think that you, that you've uh, got in terms of just you know not knowing even where you're going to live tomorrow. And I think that's that's really cool. You know, and I think. Having, I mean, do you think as well having consciously created uncertainty in that kind of area, it's it's preventing other uncertainty from coming into place? I don't even know if that question's making sense, but yeah. I sort of think that things tend to balance out. So you're you're deliberately putting yourself into into different situations and deliberately putting yourself into uncertainty. Where where are you getting your certainty, or or how does that show up for you? Yeah, wow, that's an, that's an interesting question, something I never thought about. I mean, I think that's probably my certainty comes from um, routine, I think. So, like, I, I tend to be a bit habitual in the places that I eat and the the morning routine that I have and um, and those types of things. Like, that's that's really the only certainty that I'm getting right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, uh I don't know where to take it from there. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that report? Well, it's interesting because, you know, in the six human needs, we have the need for certainty and variety. I have a really high need for variety. And so it's interesting because um, I've lived in like 25 houses in 33 years or something. And so Paul and I have been in this house for like two and a half years and we own it. And that's like, that is like some it's crazy for me like I've just been a gypsy I'd move every year and it would be a nice way of kind of decluttering and change of scenery and and it's sort of two and a half years in one house and I can feel myself going like I need some some uncertainty I need some variety here so it's funny because I actually have done the flip to you I um I get uncertainty and I get variety through always changing up my daily rituals and daily routine. So my routine is like I'll connect to myself and be like, what do I need today? And sometimes it'll be like I need to jump in the car and go to a yoga class. Sometimes it'll be I need to fast this morning. Sometimes it'll be I want to go out for breakfast and do some business planning. Like it's like it's literally creating variety in my day because, say, for my home, that's, that's a really high level of certainty that I never experienced. So I know that years ago, especially when I was starting my business, I had to have the set structured morning routine because I had I was starting my business, I was living in a new home, I was, you know, contemplating traveling all the time. There was so much other uncertainty. So yeah, it's funny how we can kind of flip, flip things around a little bit like that. And I'm not sure where that tangent is going. <laughs> you know, I just no. I think sometimes I think I hear a lot of people um, listening to podcasts, for example, and going, oh, okay, that's how that person does it. That's what I need to do to be successful. But it's really a process of tuning in for you and, and learning more about yourself and, and what works best for you rather than this dogmatic, oh, well, that's the one thing that everyone says we have to do. It's, well, does that work for you? And I guess that's where this whole 
you know, roundabout circle conversation is coming from. And that's why I like talking to you because we can talk about things and then we'll go on a completely different (laughs) tangent. And I'm questioning like, where am I even going with this? But I'm trusting that there's some people maybe that are listening to it and going, well, maybe that set structured morning routine actually slows me down or doesn't, you know, doesn't work for me. And that's okay too. It's like finding what works for you and also being open to that being completely different the next day well and not, you know, not having to, yeah, not having to, I guess, conform, which is where we come full circle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. And you said it there is like, you know, finding what works for, for you is, is the key and everything will always find balance in one way or another. And if you can, if you continue to fight that balance, so something might be pushing you one way to, um, to help you find more balance within your life. If you continue to fight that, then it's just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger and could actually manifest into something negative. Like, um, like for me right now, I'm actually not even in my van. I've, I booked out an Airbnb for 10 days because I've probably, I had too much uncertainty in my life where I was constantly on the move. I had so much moving through my business that I was trying to navigate and, um, the, the routines that I was doing in my life just weren't enough to keep me in that balance. So like I just started to get actually really frustrated at the amount of times I had to be moving around. I was like, okay, well, it's, it's like something that I have to do. So I, I literally booked this Airbnb for the very following day when I made the decision, like two hours up north in, from, to the Sunshine Coast um, and drove up there because I knew that's what I needed to do in order to get myself back into that state of like being able to catch up on some sleep, being able to catch up on some work, being able to mm. um, just feel more grounded and in my body and back on realigned with everything in my life. So, and I want yeah, to I think thank, of, thank you for sharing that because I think that's the reality behind the whole van life movement, etc. Is people will see the nice photos on Instagram, and yes, that's part of it, but the realities of it, there are challenges just like anything in the world, and so. People might be seeking that, but realizing that yeah, you, you need to book time out and have some some stability and some certainty and I guess a washing machine and <laughs> <laughs> things like that to support you yeah. too. So that's cool. Well, you know, I have loved this chat, and I think I've gone well over. Usually, we only talk for half an hour, but I could just talk to you all day. But I um I wanted to ask you. I'm curious what you're reading at the moment. What's a book that you're reading right now, or the latest book that you've really enjoyed? <laughs> Uh, one guess right now, but, um, so actually a lot of the law of attraction stuff that I learned over the last few years has been heavily audio and and video. So I'm actually reading, um, um, law of attraction, money, money, how to manifest money or whatever the money one is by, um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I'm halfway through right now. Um, and yeah, I just, I, it was the same thing. Like I just woke up one day and I felt, I think it was mentioned in one of the things I was, I was listening to. And it was like, we wrote a book on that. And I was like, I haven't read that book, so I'm going to buy it. So I literally just bought it straight away and then started reading it. And um, yeah, it's been pretty amazing so far. I find with all of their books, at any point in your life, you could pick it up, read a page and and it will be relevant. It's not like a book that you just read and then you're done with it. And I have um, yeah. the, 
oh, now I can't, I can picture the cover. It's got like the blue one with the clouds on it. But um, ask and it is given. And literally it's always the one, sometimes I'll do this practice where I'll just walk into my study and I'll look at the bookshelf and I'll just put my hand over a book and I'll pull it out. And that one always jumps out at me and I, I laugh and I think, ha <laughs> good one, universe. And I'll literally open one of the pages and that exact page will always be what I've, what I needed to read in that moment. And I love that. I think those are the types of books that you can just keep coming back to, keep coming back to, rather than always needing a new book. You've got those kind of classics that you can always re- refer back to. So I haven't read that one either. So I think I'll be putting that on my on my next list. So thank you. Is there anything else that you want to share, or anything else that we kind of haven't haven't covered? What what advice would you have for our listeners who are on this journey of relaunching their lives and? questioning the status quo and wanting to really show up as their highest version of themselves, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest thing is um, just, well, first of all, come from alignment. Like that is the most important place to be. Um, But the other thing is like, you know, if you're wanting to to launch a new business, then don't compare yourself to, to others. Like compare, you just want to be better than what you were yesterday. And over time, that's just going to compound into becoming, you know, well, living the life of your dreams, hopefully. So, um, yeah, just become a student of life. Um, always follow your dreams from alignment and um, you'll be amazed at sort of the, the magic that can unfold in front of you. Mm. Nice. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing. And it's always beautiful to hear what you're up to and enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for the medicinal cacao recipe. I'll be brewing that up, <laughs> adding that into, into my mornings every now and then. And, um, and yeah, thank you so much. And I can't wait for our next chat whenever that will be down the track and enjoy the cruise. If I don't talk to you before then, maybe we can do another chat once you've come back from that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, yeah, thanks so much for having me, Juliet. Like, like I said at the start, we always have amazing chats and uh, hopefully we continue to have many more frequent ones from now on. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, well, have a beautiful day. Enjoy the sun up in the Sunshine Coast, my, my second favourite part of the world. And, um, and I will, I'll talk to you soon, Mitch. Take care. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.